Well, praise God. It's time to receive the word of God. On this morning, we're coming to you from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Amen. Please get your Bibles and we can read this together. Joshua chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land, while the Lord your God, or which the Lord your God, giveth to you to possess. Praise God. We thank God for the reading of this powerful word on today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you now for the hour has come. The time is even now that we would hear from heaven. Speak, Lord, that we may know your will. Speak, Lord, that we shall have your direction and protection, that we shall receive in faith with holy confidence to achieve all that you've called us to do. Lord God, I pray that you would cause this word now to attach to the hearts of the hearers. Even Father, bless me, I pray, that I may be both effective and efficient in delivering this, your word. In Christ's name, I do pray. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, Joshua, as you will often hear me say in reference to uh, various chapters or books in the Bible, Joshua truly is one of my favorite books. I, I love it because I can relate to his story. And I think that many of us can relate to his story. It is from his life and from even that whole Exodus experience that we can learn how to respond to various things that occur in our lives. The life of Joshua, the story of Joshua, is actually a continuation of the great Exodus account of God's people being delivered from bondage and delivered into the promises of God. Hallelujah, the promises of God. God, I want to make this clear. We see even in the text uh, and throughout the Bible that God is invested in our success. And that's something that you've heard me say continually during this series. I do not want you to forget it. God is invested in your success, in your victory. God is invested even in you being prosperous in obtaining his promises. Come on and say promises. Ah, oh, yes, his promises. Um, in fact, one of the first commands of God that he gave to his people, more specifically to Adam and Eve, was to be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And so God wants us to be prosperous. Many people, many people think that prosperity is based on power or influential contacts. Uh, and more specifically, they think that it is determined or achieved simply through a relentless desire to get ahead. 
but 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 the strategy for purpose for prosperity for success uh that God gave to Joshua actually goes against that criteria he told Joshua that to be successful he must employ several strategies listen to the strategies that he that he gave because these are what we must employ for our lives uh as well number 1 be strong and courageous. And he even told him why. Because the task ahead would not be easy. And so in your task, as you encounter hurdles and, 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 and different things, you must be strong and courageous. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. Number two, he says, obey God's law or obey God's word. And so therefore, this is interesting. He specifically told him to, to read the word of God, to study the word of God, or to meditate on that word. So read God's word um, and receive God's word and then meditate on it. Key word there, meditate on it. You know, a lot of us, when we fast and we pray, we tend to do a lot of talking, but, a lot, but not a lot of meditating. And so instead of a lot of conversation, we should have more meditation on what God has said. That will do you good, people of God. And number four, a strategy to Joshua, he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. We're going to talk about this in, in, in just a little while. I'm excited about the word, praise God. And number five, here's one. Know that God is with you regardless of where you are. <laughs> the word says, whithersoever thou goest. And we can also understand that that just doesn't just mean whithersoever you go, but also whatever you go through, God is there with us. And so I just wanted to give that to you uh, as we open up the story. Now, I'm sure that you all know the story of the Exodus, how God's people, uh, the Jews, were enslaved for over 400 years there in Egypt. And the cry of the people had gone up to the Lord because the people were in such agony and pain and dismay. They cried out to the Lord. They fasted. They prayed. They called on the name of the Lord. And so you know the story how God tells Moses when Moses gets to the top of the mountain there, he says, the cry of the people the cry of the people have come up to me. Now go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Well, that was one task. But the great test was actually uh, convincing Pharaoh to let them go. And it took the help of God that Pharaoh would be encouraged, <laughs> enticed, <laughs> convinced to let his people go. And even from that powerful story, God is able to do what you can't do. And so never should we have a defeatist attitude. God will hold you responsible for what you cannot do. However, what you truly cannot do, whithersoever thou goest, whatever you're doing, that it will bring glory and honor to God, God will turn that situation around. Oh, I'm blessed by this word already. Praise God. And so you know the story how for 40 years they 
wandered in the wilderness, all to get to the promised land or the promised place that God called them to. It was God's will that they would get into the promised land. It is God's will for your life that you achieve and receive the better things in life. It's God's will. Praise God. In many ways, the exodus for us was, I'm talking about for us today, was a rehearsal for our lives. Not that we should or would make their mistakes because they made plenty of them, but quite the contrary. We should learn from their errors. We should learn from their errors. Now, I'm being respectful, I promise you. Even so it is in our uh, relatives and the things that we see, you look at their lives and you look uh, and examine what they went through. Many had hard times. We all have hard times, but we endure hardness as a good soldier and we come out and we see that after we have the gift of retrospect, as in looking back on their lives and many times even ours, we see the things that we would not do, we should not do, and we refuse to do uh, because it caused great trouble and, 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 and aggravation and that sort of thing. So we should learn from their mistakes. We should learn from the wilderness experience that God is always faithful to his word and, and there is nothing too hard for God to do. Even when you're confronted with that Red Sea or that situation that refuses to move and looks impossible, God is able to do what we cannot do. Hallelujah. We serve a miraculous God. We serve an on-time God. We serve a faithful God. And so as we look back even on the Exodus story, ah, we should be careful not to make the same mistakes. Don't argue and complain. Don't. Ah, we should learn from those situations. There's a common saying in reference to the word insanity. It is said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing the same way, but at the same time expecting a different result. That is insanity. We need to learn from the mistakes of others. We also need to learn from our own mistakes and don't do it again. Why do you think Jesus would say oftentimes to those that he healed, go and sin no more? Praise God. Also, the Exodus story chronicles the life of Joshua, or who we're going to focus in on first of all, as he served God while striving, while working toward achieving divine purpose, which, you know, in the story, after Moses, the servant of the Lord, died, that mantle was passed on to Joshua. So it was Moses's job to get them from Egypt or out of Egypt into the wilderness that they would be prepared to go into the promised land. But it was Joshua's job to get them from the wilderness into the promised land. Praise God. And so we see in the book here of Joshua, even the strategies that God spoke into Joshua's heart 
as to how he was to bring the people into the promised land. It was vast. It was great. And I come to tell somebody today, what God has for you will blow your mind. It is bigger than your dreams. It is bigger actually than your vision. It is bigger than your thoughts. It's altogether wonderful, but you have to follow God's divine strategies or process in order to enter into that promise. Praise God. And so the book of Joshua also, it is relevant to our teaching today because everything that Joshua accomplished was because he used divine strategy. He used divine strategy. He had a purpose. He had an objective, but also he had a strategy to succeed. Praise the Lord. And so I want to get right in. I want to dig right in on dealing with some more uh, of the divine strategies that God would have you to use for this year 2021. I pray that you're receiving this word and that you're actually implementing this word. The Bible lets us know that we cannot afford to be hearers only, but we must be doers of his word. That's how we get or have success. And so the first uh, divine strategy that I want to talk to you about today is, hear me, number one, don't allow fear to hold you back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do not allow fear to hold you back. Yeah. You see, oftentimes we will use many excuses saying as to why we did not move forward or why we did not accomplish this or that and so forth. They're excuses, but in reality, fear is generally at the base of it all. Uh, well, why didn't why didn't you marry that wonderful girl? <laughs> and they'll give you all kinds of excuses and reasons, but the bottom line is they were afraid of failing in their marriage. You know, well, why didn't you go to college? Uh, and they won't say the word fear, but you know, I just the truth is they were fearful that they may not be able to handle the rigors of study and self-application. That's really fear. Well, why didn't you go to the doctor when you first started having symptoms? Now here, this, this is a good one. They won't say this, but the reality is I was afraid of what they might tell me. My God, let me, let me continue. Let me, let me, let me go on. Let me go on. So, uh, do not allow fear to hold you back. Mm. This was so important that God actually repeats himself to Joshua three different times in this first chapter, verses six, verse seven, and verse nine. He deals with this issue of fear. God would have you to do, I really want you to get this, God would have you to do what others desire to do and was actually ordained or called to do, but they failed because of fear. You can say it another way, because they failed to exercise their faith. Mm. 
this matter of faith or not having fear is so important because we know even scripture says that faith is really what pleases God. Mm, my God, my God. So hear me. This is sort of a subtitle to do not allow fear to hold you back. And that is in the year 2021, you must be fearless, but not foolish. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You must be fearless, but not foolish. See, being fearless or not afraid is not a license to proceed foolishly. Oh, I'll show them who I uh, who I am. I'll, uh, they'll see. I'll see. No, 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 no. <laughs> even when we are confident in the word of God, even when we are confident in that prophetic word that was spoken over our lives, we must proceed at the right time, in the right way, with the right attitude and the right spirit. Ah, Ecclesiastes chapter three, <laughs> there's a time and a season for all things. And also there's a way that you proceed. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25 says this, says, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Mm. See, you can ponder and you can think and think that you got everything uh, figured out but you better get the mind of God. We don't know everything and we don't, we, we do need God in all that we do. <laughs> Even though we are not afraid, we must proceed with the wisdom of God, not man's wisdom, but with the, with the wisdom of God. See, just because you're not afraid doesn't mean you should do X, Y, Z, this, that, or the other, man. It can be a very dangerous place to be. <sighs> Being fearless is not a license to be foolish. You remember the story uh, there where uh, we deal with the story, it's called the story of the unjust judge, uh, where the woman came to the judge because there was someone that was persecuting her and wouldn't do her right and so forth. And the Bible says this judge did not fear man nor God. Mm, that's a dangerous place to be. Uh, but the Lord moved in that situation. And because of that, he uh, did a just deed to that woman. So what I'm telling you is don't be afraid in 2021, even of people who don't care about you or your mission or your purpose or whatever. God can turn that situation around. Praise God. But you've got to have the mind or the wisdom of God. All right. Praise God. And so in the text today, it was Joshua's task to get the people from the wilderness into the promised land. I love that because it's so apropos to what I'm trying to share with you today. There is something that God has for you to do. There's something greater. There's a better place. There's a better situation. There's something that God has for you to achieve. It's not here. It's over there. And so you've got to get from here to over there. How are you going to do it?
Verse 9, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. God told Joshua, he says, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now that word dismayed is an interesting word. It literally means to, it means to be distressed. And typically that distress is caused by something that occurred unexpectedly. Anybody ever had something while you were doing right? You were just working and moving forward. You had forward momentum. Suddenly, bam, something unexpectedly happened. And you're sort of thrown for a loop, but you got to get back in the fight. Ah, tell yourself, get back in the fight. Get back in the fight. Praise God. Get up and get back in the fight. Amen. So we must be courageous. Yes. But hear me. Uh, the word courageous is an interesting word. We talked a little bit about its meaning without saying the word on last Sunday. Courageous means uh, not deterred by danger or pain. Not deterred by danger or pain. And we talked about the difference of being deterred versus being detoured. With detoured, you'll get there in uh, eventually. You may have to go through a, a great deal of suffering because you didn't stay on the straight course. Uh, there's a whole word in that too, praise God. But when you're deterred, that means you're turned away from your purpose, your vision, your, yes, your intent, what you're seeking for. We must be careful to ensure that we're never deterred from doing God's work and doing God's will. But hear me, we must be courageous, but not careless. We must be courageous, but not careless. In other words, we must always in 2029, excuse me, yeah, 2029, in 2021, we must be on guard for the unexpected so that we do not become dismayed. And that's why often I tell people when they're hit or something unexpected, uh, a blow to you, one of the first things you should do, and you need to strengthen this, this praise muscle. One of the first things you need to do is just begin to praise God, regardless of whatever it is, because the reality is whatever has happened and whatever is planned for you, you're going to need the presence of the Lord. You're going to need the strength of God. And so when you praise God, the Bible lets us know that he inhabits the praises of his people, of his people. And so if you're the praiser and you're praising and worshiping God, hallelujah, it's almost as if it summons his presence to deal with your situation. We know that 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 he cannot be afar off. He can he is never aloof. To praise God. But when you praise God, hallelujah, it, it is almost as if it causes him to come to your rescue. That's going to bless somebody. Praise God. Verse 10 there in the text says, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the host and command the people saying, prepare you victuals for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Mm -hmm. 
I like this because Joshua responds immediately to the word of God. Be thou strong. Don't be of good courage. Don't be dismayed. This is what I want you to do. And immediately he goes and he pulls the officers together. Amen. And begins to impart into them a strategy, a wisdom. Praise God. And they follow through on that. There's something very powerful here that I really want you to see. Amen. Number one, we know that they had to go through the Jordan River. <laughs> they had to go through the Jordan River, not over the Jordan River. God will make a way for you even through the trouble that you're in now. God will make a way, hallelujah, and give you the victory through whatever it is that you're dealing with even now. Praise God. But I want you to see this even so here. Did you hear those strategies? First of all, Joshua went and he commanded the officers to speak to the people. In this, and I know that we dealt with this just a little bit on last week. You do not have to do everything by yourself. And God will show you who it is that you would use to do what? I've often said this. No one becomes a success all by themselves. You need someone to help you. <laughs> I wish somebody was there in the room that you could uh, feel comfortable with to tell them and turn to them and tell them you need help. Mm -hmm. You need help. And if there's no one uh, there, just let yourself know. I need help. I need help. God will send someone to help you. Oh, yes, he will. Praise God. But also in the text, it says, prepare you victuals or foods, whatever it is that you need for this journey to accomplish this. Prepare it. Get it ready now. <laughs> in other words, ensure that you have what you need before you leave or ensure that you have now what you need before you go. And I confess there's some things that you don't have to bring to you because God will assign those things in various stations. He will assign those things. He will assign those people uh, within certain stations uh, on your journey. And you have to trust God that even he is going to provide them those things even then. And so don't leave. Don't Go, do not start until you have what you need for your journey and to accomplish what it is that God would have you to do when you go. Praise God. It is related to actually counting up the cost. We find in the book of Luke, chapter 14, verse 28, where it says, um, for which of you, Intending to build a tower, set it not down first and count it the cost, whether he have sufficiency to finish it. That's prayer time. That is meditation time. That is time to get with the Lord when you sit down and ponder and consider, Lord, what is it that I need? in order to accomplish what you have called me to do. And God will speak to you. 
As I've said uh, in the past, God has given you one mouth, but two ears, two ears. So that means we ought to listen more than we speak. And what we hear, we must meditate on that to ensure that we fully understand what God is saying, how it relates to us, what our assignment is. Don't leave until you're sure. Oh, my God, that's going to bless someone. Do not leave until you're sure. Do not start until you're sure. Do not end until you're sure. Uh, praise God. Let me give you strategy number two. Strategy number two. It still relates to the story of Joshua, actually, and more importantly, the story of our lives. Do not allow yourself to become paralyzed by your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Do not allow yourself to become paralyzed by your comfort zone. You know, one of the things that really amazes me, and I've said this before, is how comfortable it amazes me how people can become so comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. And many times it's because of fear that they do not move beyond their comfort zone. They are accustomed to it. Many people are even accustomed to pain. They are accustomed to discomfort. Well, it's where I am. Apparently, it is what God has for me. No, God is saying move. God is saying leave. Ah. So we cannot allow ourselves to become paralyzed by your present situation or by your comfort zone. They had been in the wilderness for 40 years at this particular point when God speaks here to Joshua. Okay, it's time for you all to leave. They had become accustomed to the fact that every day when they wake up, God had already placed the food for them to eat. God did everything for them. And now you want me to go over there? First of all, you want me to go through the Jordan River? God, you know I can't swim. And Lord, did you know there are Hittites, there are all kinds of sites on the other side. You want me to fight them? <laughs> and so we can become so comfortable in our mess or in our discomfort that it's really fear, but it could be a combination of other things. Why we have become so comfortable that our ability to move forward has become hindered. But God is saying, move. God is saying, go. It may seem like staying inside your comfort zone is the key to feeling good in life. Well, I know what I have. At least here, I know what I have to deal with. You know, I, can, I can't swim going through. The... See, this is where we limit God. First of all, let God speak. Who said you had to swim? Let God speak. Who said you had to grow your financial account to 350000 to buy that house? 
What if God has another way for you? Take your limits off of God. Mm. And so people want to avoid discomforting or, well, let me say it this way. You want to remain in your discomfort place, but your desire to remain where you are for the sake of staying comfortable in your discomforting situation will eventually backfire on you. Because this is one thing that I've learned in life. When you are in a place that God has not ordained you to be, excuse the expression, please, but all hell will break loose. And the reality is you're experiencing that because it is not ordained for you to be there. You're in a place that you're not supposed to be. So what's happening in that place, you're not supposed to experience because you're not designated to be there at this time. Mm. And so we have to sacrifice our emotions, make a sacrifice in our emotions, make a sacrifice in our situation. In my book that I have not yet published, Born to Lead, I say this, sacrifice is always necessary to gain anything of superior wealth. Allow me to say that again. I think I will. Sacrifice is always necessary to gain anything of superior worth. Mm. Now hear me. No one is comfortable making sacrifices, but they are necessary if you're going to reach your goals or obtain your dream. Hmm. Sacrifice has many faces. And I know that even as I'm uh, speaking, some of you all are thinking of the various sacrifices that you made through life and that you now looking back in retrospect would say that it was worth it. Praise God. It was worth it. Sacrifice has many different faces. Sacrifice is sleep deprivation. Sacrifice is pleasure denial or you de deny yourself the pleasure of the moment. Sacrifice, and I, I really like this, sacrifice is intellectual stretching, not just of your thoughts, and I'm not talking about being a great thinker, but even stretching your imagination. I dare you to dream again. And when I say I dare you, that is promoting you to do so. Dream again, stretch your imagination, stretch your intellect, stretch the possibilities of what you can accomplish in life. <clears throat> stretch your thinking. Sacrifice will compel you to go beyond your fears and self-placed limitations. Uh, let me get a little more comfortable here. Praise God. And you've heard me say <clears throat> throughout the series, I talk about mentally and spiritually strong people. That's what God wants you to be. 
And so that's why I'm talking about it so much in this year of 2021. Mentally and spiritually strong people face their fears. There I am going back to fears again. They face their fears uh, and they venture into unknown areas uh, and they are willing to test their limitations because they know that when I can't, God can. When I can't, God will. Praise God. They know that being uncomfortable for a season must be tolerated and allowing themselves to experience discomfort is the key to gaining a better life. I would call it the walk of faith. I don't have a lot of time left, but I want to share this word. I want to say this to you. I want to say this. If you want more of God in this year, it will require all of you, not just a part of you. Not what is convenient, not what is comfortable or ordinary, but it will require your mind, your soul, your body. It will require your intellect. It will require your time, your thoughts given to God and the pursuit of his will for your life. You've got to give yourself. Do not be afraid. Be courageous. <laughs> Praise God. Listen, I'm going to give you one more strategy. Praise God. One more strategy. And then we're going to end. I, it is my prayer that you are implementing these strategies in your daily life. There is room for them. There is a need for them. Ah, praise God. I, I wonder if I can have you all give me some likes. Uh, praise God. Those uh, that are on Facebook or whatever, whatever media you're on, if you can give me some likes or some loves, praise God, if you can agree with that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number three, what I want to share with you for number three today. Ah, Joshua was a great man of God. God used him mightily, but he also was an humble man. He was humble. He was not heady. He was someone special to the Lord, praise God, but he was not heady. And in this new year, you can't afford to be heady or haughty. And so this is number three, and then we're going to close with this. Number three. A strategy for 2021. Do not try to impress people. <laughs> it can be hard work trying to impress folk, getting their attention. It can be hard work trying to get people to like you, to accept you. <sighs> please. As long as you please God, that is what really matters. When you're living for God and pleasing God, Anyone else that it really counts, they will appreciate you. <laughs> uh, let me say that again. Number three, do not try to impress people. <laughs> you could waste a lot of time in your life trying to make people like you or appreciate you or accept you. 
And here's another thing, depending on admiration for others, however, it gives actually those others power over you. Because when you should be seeking to please God, you're seeking to satisfy those people. Be careful. It can lead to a dangerous situation. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the Bible says all these other things shall be added unto you. So why are you seeking to please them? Why are you seeking to have them admire you? Whatever they have that you think you want, if it's not in the hands of God, you don't want it. You may think you want it, but you don't want it. And here's another thing. The one that you're trying to please and impress, what you think they have may not actually be yours. But God will order your footsteps. He will direct your path. You can trust God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto you. Don't give others power over your life by you striving and trying to, to, to please them. Mm, it's a deadly thing. Mentally and spiritual, mentally and spiritually strong people are comfortable in their own skin. I know who I am. I'm not going to change for you. I'm going to be God's man. I'm going to be God's woman. Praise God. They do not waste their time worrying about whether other people approve of their choices. When you know God has spoken, you know that God has spoken. <laughs> Instead, they focus on living according to the holy standards as God has set for their life as they pursue divine purpose. Now, this is, this is key. This is key because you're saved, you're living for God, and perhaps there's another person that's saved and living for God, and you can be pursuing something that's very similar, but what God called you to do and how he has the road to achieve for you may be totally different from someone else, and you're still saved. That is why in this year of 2021 also, we must be careful not to judge people or to make judgments again. Or they're not doing it this way. They can't be of God. They say they're saved, but they can't be. God ain't in that. You don't know what God is in. You make sure that you're following the direction of God, that you're following the path that God has called for you. What was that? Did I just hear someone say, prove it, Bishop? Prove it? <laughs> Thank you. There are some things that God may require you to do that he does not require of someone else to do. Do you remember what is known as the Nazarite vow? <laughs> there are several in scripture who were Nazarites, Samson and others. And we know that Samson was a great judge. Uh, and there are others who, who um, followed the Nazarite vow, even John the Baptist. God required it of them. And so there were certain things that they could not do, but it didn't mean that the others could. God had them on a path. God knew their spiritual makeup. He knew their spiritual DNA. He knew what they could handle and what they could not handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so he says, for these, those select few in the scripture, where he told them from a child, do not allow a razor to come to their head. In other words, don't shave, don't shave your head, don't, don't cut your hair off, let it grow, let it grow, let it grow, amen. And to others, they could not have wine or that drink or whatever. I don't know why God called them in that particular path and didn't call others to that path. As I said, God knew them by their spiritual DNA. He created them. He made them. And so he knew perhaps what they couldn't uh, handle. And here's the thing. He knew what was required of them so that they could be successful. Just because God doesn't require someone else to do a thing in a certain way does not mean that they're not saved. It doesn't mean that they don't love God. It doesn't mean that they don't know God and that their path is not true. You do what God told you to do and stop looking at the other person. Follow the direction of God clearly and precisely with precision the way God gave it to you. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. I thank God for each of you who have listened. I pray, I pray that this word has been uh, significant to your life. I believe that God has tailor-made tailor this word for you. And if you follow it, God is going to bless and prosper you. Praise God. I want to pray for you. Father, even now, Lord God, I've done the best that I could in delivering your word. Father, now I pray that you would cause this word to be significant, even, Lord, that it would become a part of the very fabric of their existence, that they shall not forget it, but that they shall perform it every day throughout their lives, that, Father, they would have great success. And I bless you for it. In Jesus' name I pray.